Welcome to Brothers King Talk, 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 Talk. Um, the Starflyer 59999 podcast. My name is. What Samuel. are you doing? And I'm Aaron. <laughs> and um, Aaron, tonight we have another short episode. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying these. And um, the the echo was on purpose because I feel like this album has a lot of echo in it, if nothing else. Um, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the Live at the Paradox live CD EP. Yes. Um, now, I'm kind of surprised that this didn't come out until 2002 because it's actually the... Um, it's from the air where we still had Joey Escabel on drums. Um, but oddly enough, the only other listed member on this live album is Richard Swift on synthesizers. So I don't know if it was like a transition period when they were just going as a trio or what. Yeah, that was weird to me too. <laughs> but it's weird that it came out after old when this was the pre old lineup. Well, at least Joey was still with them. Yes. Who may possibly be one of my favorite Starflyer drummers, I think. Yes. Um, so, I'm sorry. Evans. No bass. It's, it's no, nothing personal, but. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure Wayne's fine with it. Um, who else? Man, there's been a lot of drummers, but Wayne's, yeah. pro- Wayne's up there. I mean, he's the most popular, but I, I know Joey was with him for a very short time, but I, just, I like his, like, punk aesthetic. Yeah, it uh, really helps drive a lot of things that. And when we interviewed him, he talked about how Jason was always mad at him for going too fast. That's yeah. what I love about him. Yeah, he just kind of picks up that beat. Gotcha. So um, this EP is a very short four song. The only place I could personally find it is on YouTube, where um, the only thing you see from it is a, a kind of cream, dull, creamy color. And it says live at the paradox. SF59. <laughs> yeah. I I have no connection to this album. It was on my list of things we have to eventually review. We are here, 2002, reviewing this album. Um, it's so I'll talk about it in a minute. Aaron, what is your history with this album? Well, I knew it existed, but um I never actually got it. Um it wasn't really a priority to me because Outside of the the easy come easy go box set, Starfire Fifty Nine live videos that I've heard or recordings aren't the greatest. Sorry, don't kill me, guys. Um, so I wasn't really motivated to get this, um, but I did. I found this cop CD copy. I want to say like around January of this year, maybe. Yeah, I think it was around January, and yeah, and it comes in a like you said, cream colored cardboard um sleeve with a yellow cd on the inside um very in the songs listed on the back um very basic uh bare bones effort so yeah so i've just been listening to this since january of this year that's my history of this album how about you Fair enough. well that's pretty much it like i said i've just been i've listened to it the past week or so to get oh, prepared for this okay Okay. So, um, yeah, not a whole lot of history. It's I'm going to kind of talk about during this what we get from a Starfire live performance as opposed to what I would like. 
And I think um, one of the things that to be considered here is while Starfire 59 is Jason Martin, um, especially live, he is very affected by his backup band. Yes. And I think when he had some bigger kind of um, backup influences, um, so I really like the plug EP a lot. But he oh, also yeah. has he has, you know, the two guys from the prayer chain and that who are experienced musicians. They know how to do some stagemanship. Um, they know what they're doing. So they kind of drive that album, I feel like. Whereas this Yeah, I would album, say that too. Yeah, that the plugs is also a good recording, so I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, this one, his his band is a bit different. We have Joey Escabel, who he pulled from another band. Um he that was never big. Um, what is it? Jupiter, Jupiter Drive, James, Jupiter James, Jupiter James, and Richard Swift, who was always very indie underground. Honestly, he draws a lot of parallels to Starfire 59 for me, just more on the poppy end of that spectrum. Yes, so these guys aren't so much the professional band, big and loud, they're more of the quiet, introvert type music that jason martin is known for anyways so i feel like it doesn't push him as far as that plug lineup did for example okay well overall i would say that um this is the best live um recording of starfire songs including plugged and we'll discuss that later um jason's best vocals too um and yeah, I mean, you're right. His backing band does influence him. Yes, I know Plucked is loud and bombastic, especially with Love and Core and everything, but this is a different... That's Loud Starflyer, which is great, and this is more introspective, poppy Starflyer, which is great, too, but I just think this is a better recording. So, Well, let's dig into this and see if you can change my mind, because I feel like this I, is the lesser recording of the two. Okay, I'll change your mind, and I'll start by with the things like this help me. Okay, so Jason's vocals on this are soft and warm. You can hear in the sense in the background throughout, which I've I've listened I've listened to this album. I didn't look up who was playing or whatever, and it wasn't until like last week when I looked up, um, and I heard the synthesizers and everything, and it felt like it was like a full band. And I looked, there's only three people. There's no bass. I was just like, whoa, like. <laughs> How are they doing this? Like, this is crazy. Um, it's It sounds like a full band. Um, at the 1 minute 24 to 134, we get this cool surf guitar strumming from, from Jason. Um, and then the, the 3 minute and 30 second breakdown to the outro sounds great. Vocals and drums are the highlight of this album, uh, on this track. I love it. I mean, it, it's not as good as, I don't know. The studio version is good, and this is too. I don't know which one I prefer. Maybe the studio version a little bit more, but I really like this one. How about you, Sam? Um, so my first notice, um, as I kind of intended at our intro, was the reverb on the vocals. Um, just kind of trippy hearing all, like, this is where I start getting into, I think um, Jason in particular wasn't too interested in how he sounded live. He just wanted to play the songs and get out kind of. 
Yeah. Because most more professional sounding bands would kind of turn that reverb on and off as needed. <laughs> Whereas he just leaves it on the whole entire <laughs> recording. Um, but his vocals themselves, I do like the kind of gruff sounding he's getting into. I know his voice gets kind of more and more gruff as he moves forward, especially like Portuguese blues moving forward. Um, and just little things like that kind of make the live experience for me. And it's interesting hearing Swift do his thing in the background. And me personally, I can totally tell this is just a three-piece. Um, the only reason it sounds full-ish at all is because, once again, Swift doing his thing. And then um, Jason just having all the reverb on the vocals and the guitar. Yeah. Um, I definitely like the studio version of this ver song much better. This is from Leave Here a Stranger, by the way. Um. But it's a it's an interesting opening track and gives us sets the mood for what we're getting into, I think. Okay. Cool. How about I play the C chord from Everybody Makes Mistakes, Sam? What do you think? All right. So um first thing I noticed in this song is it's good to hear Joey's drumming again. Once again, um I just yes. really like his kind of punk aesthetic drumming. It brings so much energy to the band. Mm -hmm. Um and the second thing I noticed was Starflyer 59 Live sounds like a garage band covering Starflyer 59. Yes. <laughs> um, I can't decide how I feel about that. Like, it's a really talented garage band. Don't get me wrong. You wouldn't mistake them for 14-year-olds. Um, but at you the mean, same time... You, you, you mean you wouldn't mistake them for Morello's Forest? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mistake them for Morello's Forest. <laughs> Um, which I'm excited to listen to that all the way through. The few songs I've heard, I've really digged. But it's on great. Topic. No, it's not. It's on topic. But continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. On one hand, I'm kind of cool with the Garage Band aesthetic. On the other hand, I don't feel like it always works. And I'll talk more about that in the next couple songs. Um, but I also I do love the trippy outro. Um, I wish we would just get more of that. Um, the i think the band would benefit from just going full psychedelic um particularly live i think that'd be really cool but it's it works pretty good here okay all right well i love the drum splashes at the beginning they're great that's a nice addition so great job there squeebs um and then, of course, Richard Swift doing that Swift magic in the background of the sense is really great, um, especially doing the verses. You listen to it, it's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a weird sound. Like you say, it's kind of psychedelic. Um, this performance of this song um, sounds more grittier and raw. And like you say, it's like a garage band covering Starfire in a good way. I like that. But it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely grittier and raw. And I prefer this to the album version. I really do. Um, play the C chord album, um, album version is great, though. I'm not saying it's not. It's great, but something about taking that such pop, pristine pop song and dirty in it just really works really great. And the way that Jason sings during the chorus, he drags out the C chord more, that the word C, he drags it out longer during the choruses. I love that. And like you said, that, that frantic outro, amazing. Like, I could listen to that outro on loop. Um, I love this. I love this version of it. Um, 
Wish I could have been there. Fair enough. Tell friends? me what you How... think. Go ahead. Tell me what you think of all my friends who play guitar. Jason's vocals are really pushed up to the foreground in this mix, more so than any live song I think I've heard. And it and it works. I'm glad they did that. Um, but like you said about the echo, this this one song on this this it sounds like there's two melodies happening at once because of the um because of the echo or reverb whatever they're doing there um especially during the um course it's um interesting and like i'm not sure if i like it or hate it but it's definitely noticeable and i mean it's all my friends play guitar great song so i mean it's gonna be i mean it's hard to make it not sound good but i just thought that was yeah i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> What do you think, Sam? So here's the thing. This song may be my favorite Starfire 59 song. Maybe. I don't know. I like it a lot. It um, okay. just hits me every time I hear it. It's amazing. That intro, um, just the, the, the lyrical themes of it. It just, um, everything about it works for me. And I'm so used to that huge guitar intro. That this yeah. version does not cut it for me. It just sounds like muted and like it's just kind of been cut off a little bit. Um, and this is where me personally, that garage band sound doesn't work for me. What I want out of this song in particular, and I think a lot of Americana, a lot of Leave Here a Stranger, um, a lot of that version of Starflyer would work better. I want you to. I want them to play it huge. I want them to have a second guitarist and a bass player and a band director. I want this song to be huge and sound crisp. Um, and it instead sounds like it's being halfway played. I agree That's with that. Me and, personally. And I no, I agree with that. And um I don't like this version better than this album version. It's not even close. Um, for all the reasons you said, and more. And of all the songs, because th in that lineup, I, I don't think this song would have fit. I, I think something maybe from the Gold or another Americana song or something else, um, or maybe playing old, since you know, since you had the album lineup. Um, but, th yeah, you're right. This song needs the full treatment. And so, all that still, I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, it's, like I said, it's a, like that, that echo makes it, sounds like two melodies and it's a little like what's happening here i like weirdness though too so it kind of works but definitely not i'm with you i agree with you it should they should have the the full the full band on this song you know what song would work with this lineup what traffic jam oh it really would this, yes. this would be a good lineup for traffic jam but Just that play the full 15 minute version <laughs> <laughs> From what I hear, if he does more than 30 minutes, and you know, this is probably the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Went, and that's another thing. If I, mm -hmm. I kind of, if I ever went to a Starfire show and it was like a 20 minute thing, I might have not ever been a fan again. So it's probably good that I never saw him live. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, mm -hmm. let's close this out, not with Trap Jim, sadly, yeah. um, but with Help Me When You're Gone off of Americana. So that kind of the furthest back we've gotten thus far. Yeah. Um, an oldie to close things out with some nice lounge flyer, which I do like me some lounge flyer. Who doesn't? It's right. the best. 
like a, <laughs> since we started this podcast, I have always been a sucker for lounge flyer. Yeah, everyone has. Um, I have also I didn't even notice. So Americana has not stuck in my head as well as it does for everyone else. For whatever reason, it just kind of blends in to gold and everybody mis- makes mistakes and what? Um, it just it doesn't stick in my head i don't know why because you're outside of your mind right now sam that's crazy talk maybe <laughs> i just like i can remember fashion focus and gold so much better than americana wow bless your heart keep talking so, not to say it's a bad <laughs> album every time i listen to it i'm like this is good it just doesn't stick in my head Either way, I never know. It's literally Starfire's song. best album. You, it doesn't stick in your head. Way to go, Sam. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Leave Here a Stranger is much better, but. Okay, this, okay back in, depending on the day, Leave Here a Stranger or Americana, but still, they both should be stuck in your head. <laughs> um, either way, I never noticed how much this particular song off that album sounds like Lee and Me. Mm hmm. Um, and it's kind of fun to hear it in this setting, but it doesn't stick out as anything special. Um, once again, I just... I Like, Starfire needs to either be big or, like, psychedelic, but just trying to do this garage rock thing does not work for me. I feel like they're better than that, and um, they're not punky or... They don't have enough attitude to pull off the minimal rock sound, I feel like. Um, so this song doesn't end with anything. I can I can barely remember it. Um, so that's my thoughts on this song live. I'm just over here shaking my head at you in judgment, Sam, right now. I Fair just, enough. Judge away. It's time, it's time for a divorce. <laughs> We didn't even make it two years, man. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. All right. So I love Jason in the beginning of the song. Super verbose. He, he just plays the crowd the first time on the whole distance and says, thanks. That's all we hear him talking to the crowd. <laughs> it's like, you're right, Sam. He's just trying to get through it. He doesn't. He, he hates this. You can, you can just feel it. It's palpable. Um, Swift's scents have a lullaby quality to them um, during this version of the song, and I love it. Squeebs executes a perfect restrained performance that gives this song um, the, a little kick that it doesn't have before because there's no drums on the studio track, and like the drum, like the restraint um, treatment that he um, lays down, it, it, take, it like changes the song to me. Um, I love this in the album version. I'm not sure which one I like better, um, but the added drums and the lullaby feel of the key, the synths um, really um, ups the ante of the mesmerizing quality that the song has because on that album that Sam can't get stuck in his head, every time this song comes on, like I just, it just like, I just relax and just feel like the, the just washes over me. I just feel so relaxed and I just get mesmerized by it. And now with this version, I get mesmerized in a different way. So I can't choose which one I like better. They're both great in their different ways. Um, and like the last week I've been listening to this one on repeat. I like this version a lot. 
Um, and yeah, that's how I feel about this version. Bless your, bless okay. your So overall, I'm not going to give a score for this because we're just yeah. talking about songs we've already talked about before. Mm. Um, I feel like this EP stands as strong evidence because I've seen some people talk about on our group and stuff that um, Starflyer makes a much better studio band than a live band. I couldn't agree more. Um, nothing horrible. Like, don't get me wrong. These guys are also top-notch, talented people. Um, and the garage rock is interesting, but it's not Starflyer. This band needs three more band members and a director telling them what to do to really make these songs come alive live. Um, and I just... And, and I hear that, but at the same time, though, it's that costs some money, though. That yeah, don't don't just, get me wrong. They're, they're the blue collar band, right? They have yeah. the money. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, that would be great, but for and what they can do with the little they have, I think. And so I see it. Yeah, that'd be great, but I hear the blue collar band doing this, but you know, and it still sounds great. Like yes, even with the um, all of my friends who play guitar, obviously you need more people to pull that off live. But even what they did, that's still pretty cool, you know? And I'm okay with that, you know? Because, unfortunately, we fell in love with a band that's not you two. <laughs> they don't have the money. <laughs> yeah. I just, I wish they did. I, I do, too. I don't know. I, um... I tell everyone that I meet about them so that maybe one day it'll happen. <laughs> I, uh, so I'm curious... What would be the ideal setting for Starflyer 59, do you think? The ideal live setting. Like, do you think they'd be better off if, uh, let's say, you know, we're 2021. 2022, mm. we, we start a kickstart, and uh, Jason mm. is suddenly just given a dump truck of money in his driveway and says, go on tour. Um, do you think he's better off going just like an acoustic guitar and just hearing him... Mm strum out some old hits or do you think he's better getting the band back together pulling like cloud and maybe wayne everett wayne, and, mm-hmm. and uh trying to go josh, as big and loud as josh, possible crap, josh big and loud as possible yes okay so you think like cloud everett josh uh i'm not remembering josh, josh i'm sorry josh dooley josh dooley oh josh dooley duh yeah. of course yeah, yeah dooley would be awesome you're yeah. right that would be a great four-piece lineup yeah and then maybe have somebody like um, um, a Frank Lenz that could play multiple instruments. Dude. <laughs> the, I mean, you get Frank the Lenz on there. Stuff. Yeah. Like. A five man, piece. With, that, that'd be best. As a five piece, they could. Yeah. I could do see it. them pulling some like Radiohead stuff. Oh, they could piece. do all my friends. They could do the. the, the, the um. What's the outro after that? Night, not not music. Photographs. Moves on, moves on. No, moves on. They could do moves on. They could do that whole part. They could do. I like your photographs. All my friends play guitar. Moves on. Yeah, they could do anything. They could do. And anything they could do some whole. like Americana and even do they some do gold, it. some justice. Finally, they could do it all. Dude, so, that, would yeah, be... that would be. And I would be there. <laughs> uh, I two concerts, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. Yeah, do it. And one uh, in Hawaii. So, <laughs> and one because Jason needs a vacation. He does. 
<laughs> he does. And one last so, thing I'll say about this EP is it needs to be on vinyl. I would definitely get this. This would be great. And I know you wouldn't, but you, you, we'll pray for you soon. I mean, don't get me wrong. If this, if I had the opportunity to own this, I'm not going to say no. Um, I am, you know, we're two years into this podcast, man. I am like die hard, you know, star, star flyer fan for life. Right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, do the star flyer fans really have, there's like no nickname for star flyer fans. That's, that's a tragedy. We need um, to think on that. You're right. We need to come up with something like they're like, um, when the Juanitas, well, we have we have two factions though. We have the the Sat Reverb Union and the Changing of the Guard Cowboys, but we don't have one unified one. <laughs> oh, I I forgot we did have the Sad Reverb Boys. You're right, yeah. and I didn't union. know the Changing of the Guard Cowboys was uh, the other union. That's the union I'm a part of. Wait, so are we the are we the binding factor, the blue collar love guys? Mm, the blue collar love union, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Not to give myself uh, too big of a head. We're just a humble podcast that enjoy hanging out with you guys. Enjoy talking. Thank you so much for listening. Hashtag big dump of truck of money so we can have a five-piece band live. <laughs> that would be so amazing. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. You have a good night. And as always, this has been a Brothers King Media production. Bye.